Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning again. It is the third Sunday of Lent, and we continue our series, Wandering in the Wilderness. Talk about wandering in the wilderness. This past year and beginning this new year here has been an unusual and in many ways difficult, challenging year. Simplicity, sacrifice, sorrow have become a daily realities for us. And as we look into God's Word, as we look into the Bible, we find many characters who have those wilderness moments, those moments when they experience time with God, a time of His grace, His mercy, time of reflection, of change as God's Spirit works on them and as He works on us. As we gather here, let's begin with a question. Question is this, what is one thing you do for yourself because it is healthy? One thing you do for yourself because it is healthy. Now, as you think about that, there are some things we do for ourselves because they are healthy, and we like doing those kind of things. Like, you know, I like to exercise, so I got up this morning, and I exercised for a while. And later today, guess what I'm going to do later today? Because I like it, it's healthy for me, but I'm going to exercise again. I like doing that kind of things. Or like most mornings, I have a big bowl of oatmeal with chai seed and hemp seed and flax seed with some pecans or walnuts and some blueberries. I know some of you are going like, oh, that's disgusting. And by the way, no sweeteners, no sugars. You know, just mix it all in, that grainy kind of flavor. Mmm, I like it. It's healthy for me, but I really do like it. I do that because I like it, and I do it because it's healthy. You know, so those are the two things I do because it's healthy, and I like them. On the other hand, there are things I do because I know they're healthy, but they're not really the things I like to do, like sleep. Who wants to sleep? I know some of you think that's kind of nuts. I'd rather be up as late as I can and get up as early as I can. But I know it's healthier to get about seven hours of sleep, so I do my best to get as close as I can to seven hours. As close as I can. That's a broad term, close, right? Well, you know, what is one thing you do for yourself, kid? Because it is healthy. As we talk about our health, we talk about our, our physical health, we talk about our emotional health. Today we're going to dig into Psalm 32 and talk about both physical and emotional, but also our spiritual, sorry, i got to adjust the backpack, uh, spiritual health. As we do that, let's again define the wilderness as we talk about wilderness. A wild, uncultivated region like a forest or a desert, uninhabited or only inhabited by wild animals. Last week, when we talked about this, we talked about the, the Hebrew term is midbar, and that as they talked about the wilderness, they understood that the shepherd would lead the sheep into the wilderness. We looked at Deuteronomy, where God's people wandered for 40 years, talked about Jesus, the good shepherd, and about the one who is with us in the wilderness. Well, here today, we're going to talk about that Jesus keeps it real in the wilderness. Jesus keeps it real. No phony stuff, no fake stuff. The real Jesus right here with us. But as we do that, and we dig into Psalm 32, you know, we're going to talk about those kind of things that we deal with in life. Adjust again, sorry. Um, we talk about, you know, the things we have in our lives, about really being, first of all, honest with ourselves, but also honest with God. Honest with ourselves and honest with God. Keeping it real in the wilderness. There's a great book by German author Franz Kafka called The Trial. And in, the, in this book, it's about the human souls going through this kind of trial. Trial of, in life. Not trials in hardship, but trial as in like you're in a court. 
You know, I don't know if you've ever stood before a judge before. It can be a nerve-wracking experience. You're standing there before the judge, and, and this is what this book is all about. This person is being judged on their life. You know, and, and we go through life, and we ask the question, you know, am I good enough? You know, and, and if people really, truly knew, I'm just the backpack again, if they truly, really knew all about me, if they really knew some of the things that I did, the things that I said, would they like me? I don't know. Have you ever felt that way before? Most of us probably have. That's a pretty human feeling that we have. Well, let's jump into the psalm. We're going to skip the first verse, and verse two verses, and we're going to jump into Psalm verse three and four and kind of dig into this area right here. I'm going to talk about the, the need for forgiveness as David is wrestling here. Let's read verses three and four together. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as the heat of the summer. So, you know, here David gives this beautiful, powerful image of what it's like to deal with shame and guilt, to carry shame and guilt in life. Have you ever carried shame and guilt in life? Again, if you're human, you say, yeah, I have. I know some of the things that I've done. I know, you know, things I've said or things I've failed to do. I know the things I struggle with. And we, we do that. We carry that with us. And, and what begins to happen? Well, kind of like this backpack here is really heavy. You know, it begins to, you know, have that weight, that physical deterioration. David begins explaining, first of all, the physical part of sin, of dealing with guilt and shame, that it is physically wearing on us. My bones wasted away. He's feeling this, this, this oppression like the heat of the summer. I know it was a long winter. We're happy for spring. Sometimes in Nebraska, spring is really short, and then it's summer. You know, and, and the heat that he's burning down on top of you is exhausting and it's wearing. So we have this physical deterioration that he's dealing with, and then there's the mental suffering that he's dealing with. He has this, this restless anguish that he has, you know, that, that he can't, rest. He can't sleep. And if you've ever dealt with anguish, if you've ever dealt with a sense of anxiety or fear or unease, you know, sometimes you can't sleep. And I know I say I don't like to sleep, but I do like to sleep when I want to sleep. Did that make sense? And so like if I'm stressed or anguishing about something and I can't sleep because I'm so restless, that makes a little bit of sleep that I want to get unrestful. And so he is physically deteriorating overwhelmed, burdened, you know, trying to make those adjustments like we would do with a heavy backpack and, and find that sense of relief. He finds this, this mental suffering, this mental relentless anguish. And then it's also this spiritual separation. That what he's beginning to say is, you know, your hand was heavy upon me. He feels that distance, not just physical, but the spiritual distance from God because of sin. And see, what happens is guilt, guilt can warp our perception of ourselves and our perception of God. Guilt and shame, they can warp our perception of ourselves and our perception of God. A number of years ago, Tide, I don't know if you like Tide or not, this is not a promotion for Tide, but Tide Laundry Detergent had a website called The Stain Detective. And can you guess what they tried to help you figure out? They figure out what kind of stain you had and how to get rid of that stain. And of course, most often, when you went to the stain detective and you identified your stain, you know, they would lead you to some product by Tide to get rid of the stain. But you know, the, the idea is kind of what David is doing here. You know, 
David is coming before God with his sin to identify his sin, the stain of sin, knowing that there's really only one way to deal with that sin. Now, how do we often deal with sin? How do we often deal with the shame and the guilt? We, we tend to do a number of things. Sometimes we like to sweep it under the rug. Sometimes we like to blame somebody else. You know, your fault, not my fault. Sometimes we like to minimize it. Sometimes we like to justify it. Sometimes we just simply, well, you know, I'm human. But what does David do here? Let's read here in verses 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my sin. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. See, David David says, you know, the first thing I did is I acknowledged. I acknowledged this burden that I carry. I acknowledged the weight of this guilt and this shame that I have. Kind of like his backpack, man. It's heavy. It is full of hymnals. First thing I did is I acknowledged God. I, I didn't cover it up anymore. And, and, and so the, the, the idea of covering it up here, you know, think back to Adam and Eve. Because Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they decided, you know, we're not going to listen to God. We're going to make decisions of what's right and wrong. And, and we're not going to live in a relationship with God. So they ate the forbidden fruit. And the first thing they realized is what? They are naked and they go to hide from God. David is saying the same thing. I was hiding from you, God. I was trying to hide and act like my sin wasn't there. But now I'm acknowledging my sin. I'm not going to cover it up anymore. It reminds us of, of what John the Apostle says in his letter to the Christian church. He says, if we say we have no sin, you know, we deceive ourselves, we lie to ourselves, so there's no truth in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. God is true to his promise to forgive. So David, David acknowledges, I've got this guilt and this shame that I am dealing with here. I've got this burden, you know, like this backpack that is wearing on me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And he says, you know, I, I'm exposed before you, God. I'm no longer hiding it. I'm naked before you. And I confess my sins. You know, confessing sins, is, the, the language here when we confess our sins is, I mean, kind of think like maybe playing catch, kind of. Except for you're going to throw the ball once and they're not going to throw it back. Because the humans, we do that, right? If someone confesses something to you, sometimes they throw it back in their face. When we throw that sin to God, when we cast our sins to God, in the sense, you know, it's there, he has it. And he casts it aside. It's done away with. Our guilt and our shame, we are forgiven. And see what David is saying here is, God, I, I, I agree with you. I know the guilt and shame. I can feel this burden that I'm carrying in life. And the thing is that shame and guilt is much heavier for us physically, emotionally, and spiritually than a backpack full of hymnals. And while I wanted to adjust the straps in the backpack a little bit to be a little more comfortable, there's only one way that we relieve the burden of the shame and guilt that we carry. Whether that shame and guilt is for something small or something really big, whether that shame and guilt is for something that we did or said or failed to do moments ago or years ago, whether it's something we did simply once or something that is repetitive and seems sometimes to control our lives, we experience God's grace, and forgiveness. That's what, that's what he's getting at here, those first two verses. You notice we skipped over the first two because the way that the Hebrews tend to work in the way they do this poems, this is poetry here, is he summarizes things and then he gets in and tells the details of what he's summarizing. But let's get into verses one and two. This is powerful stuff here. 
Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and whose spirit is no deceit. And the word blessed here, it's a very churchy kind of sounding word, but in practicality, what it means is happy and joyful. You know, happy and joyful is the one whose sins are forgiven, is the one who can take that load of sin and shame and guilt, and you know what? Get rid of it. Bring it before God, and it's done away with. No longer do we have to carry that burden, that sin, that shame. When we bring it before God, he forgives us, and he takes the burden from us. He takes the burden from us, and he covers our sin. Go back to Adam and Eve again. Because Adam and Eve sinned, they were naked, tried to hide, and God gave them a covering. A covering that pointed ultimately to the covering of the Lamb of God, Jesus, who would cover us in his blood. His grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Our sins are covered. Our sins are forgiven. We no longer need to carry the burden. And no longer does that sin count it against us. That when God sees us, when he thinks about us, he doesn't see us one as guilty, but one that is forgiven. One whom he loves. One for whom he sent his son Jesus into this world. See, Jesus, Jesus keeps it real in the wilderness. And he invites us, he invites you and me to keep it real. To be honest with ourselves, the sin, the shame, and the guilt. To be honest with God and receive what God alone offers in Jesus Christ. Forgiveness, grace, love, and mercy. You know, that question we asked at the beginning, you know, what is one thing that you do for yourself because it is healthy? healthiest thing we can do here this morning, whether you're live streaming with us, whether you're here in person, is we come to that moment to confess our sins, that you confess them, that you bring this burden before God. And as you confess that sin, you hear those words of forgiveness, know and believe in faith, you are forgiven. So here's a challenge for us in this coming week. Go ahead and take Psalm 32. There's more than just the first five verses. You can read the entire amount, but at least the first five verses. Read it and reread it and reread it again. And think about, you know, your life, especially if you find right now that you feel like you're in a wilderness with sin and shame and guilt. And hear the power of God's grace and forgiveness. Live as one who is blessed and happy. Read, reread it. Read it in a number of different translations. And let God's word, let his grace, his love, and mercy soak into your life, into your wilderness, and find refreshment in him. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love. Bless us, Lord, that we would live in this grace and love, that we can unload the burden of our sin before you. For that, we thank you. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time,